Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And as they were eating... Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it. And he gave it to the disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my, my body. He took the cup, he gave thanks, and he gave it to them saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Allow me to read two more verses, if you will. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung and him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. I asked one of my dearest friends about that not long ago. I said, my whole life I've been raised doing communion, but why do we never talk about the communal effort of the hymn? Theologians tend to agree that it comes from the Hallel Psalm, Psalm 116 to 118. It's hidden within these very psalms where we find penned by the psalmist precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. Seems to allow us to understand that there has always been something bigger than just the short breaths that we take during this life. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord. In the land of the living. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people. His merciful kindness is great towards us. The truth of the Lord endureth. Praise ye the Lord. Would you pray with me? God, we love you. We thank you for your spirit that we feel in this house. Help me, I pray, in some way, in short fashion, to relay the strength and the significance of our time together here tonight. Oh, we give you thanks for your presence. Would you lift your voice all over this room right now and begin to thank God for His presence and just worship Him? Come on, would you do that? Come on, would you speak? Would you allow your voice to tell Him that you believe He's wonderful and that you magnify Him and praise Him? Hmm. Praise God, praise God. I will speak to you for just a little while tonight as you're seated about the beauty of communion. If you have ever been a part of 
taking communion before, would you make that known by the raising of your hand? You have partaken before. The high significance of this reality means that you have in your life, you have taken part in a service where you have symbolically, scripturally, taken that which represents the broken body of Christ. And you have not only held it but you have through participation agreed with it. You have taken a small cup of grape juice and you have drinking or drank that grape juice being as the blood of Jesus Christ. For yes, Brother Barkus, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace upon him with his stripes, we are healed. From the event that we read about in the Gospels at this portion where they sat at the table. And we know that it was at the beginning of the same meal when Judas so casually supped with them. One of the great conviction messages I heard along the way, Brother Doug White preached he was preaching a keynote message and then somebody else had to get up and preach after him. I felt very bad for them. He was preaching a keynote message and he preached feasting without fear. And he talked about Judas and partaking of the body without reverence for the body. No, he had not yet given mention of the breaking of the bread as the body, but he was feasting in the presence without without loving the presence of those whom he was feasting with, namely Jesus Christ. When we gather in the house of the Lord, it is no small thing. It is a weighty occurrence to believe, this is the way I was taught, that when we just mention His name, He shows up. I was taught that, Brother Chris, that if you'll just say His name, don't, don't speak it in vain, but if you will just say His name, He is as close. And I have been in Situation after situation where I have seen that proven true. That in a time where it seemed like there was no answer, somebody just shouted the name of Jesus. And he showed up right on time. And so coming together with the body and the communal gathering of the church, the critical nature of us coming together is even found here at this dinner table. Some of you enjoy eating alone. Many of you do not. Most of you like to eat with someone. A great book came out a number of years ago, Never Eat Alone. Some of you, you like to eat alone because it's easier not to be judged. 
But many of you break bread one with another. Most of you went home with family today or out to a restaurant with family. And you sat around a table, just like we did, and you broke bread together. And the truth is that the family coming together, breaking bread, is very much symbolism of the early church. Continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread. We come together tonight for this communion service not because it is tradition, but because it is critical sacrament. It is critical sacrament. Not given instruction of how oft we must do it, but when you do it. You've got to do it in remembrance. So when we partake tonight of communion, and as I start to dive into Paul's letter to the church there at Corinth, I want to let you know that in the Lord's Supper, we are looking at four parts or four acts of a grand story, as it were. We remember that Christ has paid the price and what He has accomplished in our lives. We must look back. Does anyone remember that old, that old song? When I, when I look back down the road where I laid my heavy load. Anybody remember that old southern song? And I think of all the victories I've won. Woo. I grew up on that right there. When I look back and I think I've got to look past just what he's done in my life and I have to get solemn enough to remember I must look to the price he paid. God forbid that the cross and the price ever get too far from our minds. Our prayers will lack power if they are void of remembrance of the cross. So we remember the price that he's paid and what he's accomplished in our lives. The second act is that we must examine our lives and we must make repentance. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't just repent, but we've got to strive to live repentant. We've got to examine ourselves. Tonight's not about you examining someone else. Tonight is about you examining you and asking God like the psalmist asked and said, purge me with hyssop. Find anything in my life that does not please you and help me to turn from this. The third act is the participation. We participate spiritually in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ by taking communion. Someone said, what qualifies me to be able to take communion? What qualifies you is whether or not you're a believer. Whether or not you're a believer that wants to live for God and wants to try. Listen, you don't take communion. I want everybody in this house to hear me very clearly. We don't take communion based on where somebody else thinks we are. 
Well, pastor, the scripture says whoever drinks it, whoever does it unworthily. You flesh that text out and you understand what that text is really addressing there is people that think that they are so haughty they don't need the blood of Christ. That's what that text is revealing. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we all need Christ. Everybody in the building. The third act is participation. And the fourth is that we proclaim the true message of the gospel as receive each element of the Lord's Supper. When we take that bread, when we partake of this here in just a little while, what we are doing is we are saying, we believe in the power of Jesus. When we partake of that blood, that, 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 that juice, what we are saying is, we believe in the power of the blood. For it is the body that was wounded. It was the blood that was poured out. And we understand that we cannot do it without him. Coming from the Latin word communio, meaning mutual participation. It is a unifier. It is the common unifier. Because across this church are people from all walks of life. We've got all different nationalities, ethnicities. We have all different social statuses. We have people from all different sides of the tracks. Some of you live on the right side. Some of you live on the wrong side. Some of you feel like you live half your life on the tracks. But I got news for you. The blood of Jesus covers everybody. Red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children and he loves the big kids too. Jesus died for every person and the body brings us together. It is not our own ideologies or customs. It is not our own abilities. It is our being engrafted into the body. We look unto him. He is our father whereby we cry, Abba. Father, He has brought us into the body. And so while you might have a different last name than me, when it comes down to it with the church, Brother Gargandy, we are family. While my last name in the flesh might be Carson and, and your last name in the flesh might be Armado, when it comes down to it, it comes to the fact that you're a member of the body and I'm a member of the body and she's a member of the body. Let me go ahead and address this right now. Some people get weirded out over brother and sister. You got a lot of brothers. You got a lot of sisters. You're exactly right. We do. And forgive me, but I think that we ought, we ought to continue to train and teach our young people. Not to just call people by their last name, but we ought to teach them to say brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so because we're a part of the body of Christ. That didn't get real hearty response, but I think it's right. In a world that is losing respect, we remember that we are a part of the body of believers. We're not like everybody else. I'm going to tell you, we're not like everybody else outside of this church. We are B.C. before Christ. <laughs> but after the Lord has changed our life, we act different. We live different. We try, to, we try to present ourselves as holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And so we understand the need for this common union. The Lord's Supper is meant to be participatory. Something that we are involved in. 
Okay? These elements represent the sacrifice that was done on Calvary's hillside. I need to remind us that we are not just participating in taking communion. But as we partake of communion, we are participating. Please, please catch this. We are participating in the price of Calvary. We're excited about Easter. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited about Easter. But we cannot get to Easter without getting through Friday. I thank God for the resurrection. Oh, I thank God for the resurrection. But ladies and gentlemen, there's no resurrection without that cross. Without that price that was paid. Us partaking of communion and being served communion tonight, it would be null and void. But oh, because of the price that was paid. I'm still gripped when I think back to a message. I was just a, a teenager and I was listening, watching someone preach and they were dragging this cross around and they, they said these words that shook me. They said, could it be that as he, without the uh, uh, need for time and space and infinite in his wisdom looking forward, could it be that he actually considered me as he walked? We know it to be true. We know that we were on His mind. But what a sobering reality to think. Ladies and gentlemen, to think, Brother Cobb, that He, he possibly saw your face. So let us not take something like communion lightly. But let us consider the weighty reality of what we're doing. We are identifying ourselves again as believers in Christ and partakers of the body. When we break the bread, it is a separation. I'm turning your attention to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10 and then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 11. But 1 Corinthians 10 verses 16 and 17. I want to read those for you first. Verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 10, This, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, being many, are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers. For we are all partakers of that one bread. When the bread is broken, and, and we've got these uh, very practical little communion pieces that you're going to go, it's as it's convenient as we can make it. And, and uh, you know, if I just wanted to throw down and preach tonight, I probably would have preached a convenient communion. But I, I, I really just want to, I really just want to relay the weightiness of the text tonight. Because communion cannot be casual. While we try to make it convenient so that we can pass it out and distribute in such a way that you don't have to wear the communion. 
It's meant for us to recognize the symbolism as well. For we being many, we are part of that one. As we partake of it, we, we take it in and it's what brings us. It's what molds us together. It's what, it's what binds and makes. While well, maybe you're a musician and maybe you're a, 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 a missions major. Maybe, you're, a, uh, maybe you're, you're called to be an evangelist. And maybe you're going to be a, a writer of music. And maybe you're going to be someone that's in the construction field. And maybe you're a plumber. And maybe you're a lawyer. Maybe you're a doctor. Maybe you're... But we're all. Maybe you grew up so poor that, that your family didn't have any money at all and you didn't even get to shop at Walmart. Or maybe your family grew up and you had a silver spoon in your mouth and you got everything and you've never known what it is to want. But here, the beauty of the church and the beauty of the body is it is the one place where everybody, and we do not come to get, we are not here simply because the square footage allows it. It's not simply based on square footage. It's built on the power of Jesus Christ bringing us together with his body. What brings us into agreement is that we are partakers of his body. One bread and one body. For there is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism, there is one God and Father of who? Of all. That is above all, through all, and in you all. I bring you to this point that communion is a time of examination. Turn one chapter to 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11. And I want you to drop down below the instructions that we will give here in just a little while. To verse 28. Paul said, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. But let a man, let an individual examine themselves. You and God know the real you. You and God know the real you. I want you to stand with me. Over the, next, over the next week, there's going to be Easter egg hiding all over the place. And I'm not here to take shots at that. Some of y'all are going to do it, whatever. Tonight, there's people all over this place, and there's a chance you've got some things hidden. we need to take a few minutes and turn the Lord loose. Man, I feel weighty. Dr. Anderson, I want you to just... I've never asked you this, but I just want you to play and usher in the Spirit of the Lord a little bit right now in the keys. I want you to lift your hands all over this house.
I want there to be time of examination right now. Uh, God, if there's anything would you forgive me? Everybody in the room, I want you to participate in this if you're willing. Examine my thoughts. Examine my heart, my spirit. If I've got lies, if I've had a bad attitude, maybe there's things I've even forgotten about. Would you forgive me? I want you teenagers to lift your voices and ask God forgive me cleanse me come on college students if there be anything in me that doesn't please you this is more than tradition or custom it's critical sacrament, oh God. Let a man examine, examine, examine himself. Some of you have been in a battle of the mind. God, I pray you touch our minds right now. Some of you have been in health issues that have been not only wrecking your body, but they've been attacking your mind and trying to cause you to doubt and fear. If there be anything, would you forgive me? Come on, let's take another minute and just repent all over this house. Let's turn from sin. Go and let a few tears fall and tell him I'm sorry. Oh, I don't want to casually reach across and pick up what's meant to be your body and what meant to be your blood. examination but then hear me right now it is also proclamation as you feel the transition I want you to go from examination to proclamation and that's the place where you simply begin to exalt the power and the majesty of Jesus Christ 
the power of his body, the power of his name, the power of the price that was paid. Come on, lift your voice and proclaim. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. During this proclamation, I want the ministry team and those that are going to help serve, I want you to come. Ushers and ministers, I want you to come. Those that have been allocated, please come. Praise God. My, my, my. Somebody just lift your voice and say, He's good. You know, our imagery of eternity is that we will gather around the throne and say, Worthy. Worthy! Worthy is the Lamb. That's what communion is about. Those that are coming to help, let's begin to distribute. Praise God. going to begin to move to your sections if you'll move and get every other pew please get every other row so the first row the third row the fifth row the seventh please if you'll if you'll help us and move to every other row they're going to start to move you if you'll help us this will allow them to serve you got a large crowd and we're thankful for this tonight through his power he has raised me to God be the glory for 
Praise God. Jesus, we're not doing this lightly tonight. give you instruction on how to do this little deal there is a there's a top little thin that you can begin to peel back and hold on to that piece of of bread Take your time. We're not in a hurry. Just take that little piece of bread and hold it. I'm going to be reading from that same chapter, 1 Corinthians 11. I know, I know it's just a little plastic cup. I know it's just a little wafer, but can you please go there with me mentally? The representation of his body and his try to consider what you hold in your hands. Body and the blood of the God. Oh God. Let your love, let your healing flow in this place. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. For I have, verse 23, received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And before I give you that instruction, would you give thanks with me for the body? Thank you, John. If there's anything that we would ever partake of that we should give thanks for, 
Oh, thank you for your body. Thank you for your body, Lord. When he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Would you protect? Oh, holy God. Why we go into time of worship right now? We do it in remembrance of you. We do it in remembrance. 